Okay, so we'll start the share with Nati's question. There are, in some circles, it is called uh, Beya instead of Beitza. Um, you can call it as you like. If you want to sound yeshivish and smart, you can call it Beya. Um, this topic of this Masechta is Hilchus Yontif in general. Uh, obviously, no Masechta in Shas is limited to one specific topic. So we uh, get off into many, many tangents, many... Um, you know, digressions uh, throughout. Just one of the things you'll see in some of this form, if you look around, that it's also called Masechus Yontif because of the main topic. One of the important topics that we're going to be discussing in the beginning is the concept of Muktza. I just want to give you just a tiny bit of a background on the concept of Muktza. The word Muktza means something which has been uh, removed from your uh, reality, something that's been set aside from you that you're not planning on using. That's the concept of Muktza. The opposite of Muktza is something which is Muchan, something which is going to be in your realm. Now, just to explain what that means, it means that when Shabbos or Yontif starts, so there are certain items that are within a person's, you know, that uh, mind. It's, again, it's not it's it's not set aside that you picked it up and put it aside. But again, in your mind, you could theoretically use those things. And there's other items that you would never use on Shabbos or Yontif for whatever reason. There's numerous categories of them. We'll see some of them throughout. And those things, even if uh, a need should arise to uh, move them or to use them later on, subsequently, Afal Pekin, once at the beginning and the onset of uh, Shabbos or Yontif, uh, it was Muktza, it was separate from you. So then for the duration of the Shabbos or Yontif, it remains Muktza for you. Now, there are a few categories. We're going to see some of them. There's actually a Machlikas in the Gemara, which is it's going to be discussed in today's daf. Uh, this week's staff is the Machlechus of Yehuda and Reb Shimon. Reb Yehuda holds Yesh Muktza, Reb Shimon holds Ein Muktza. Now, what does it mean that Reb Shimon holds Ein Muktza? It doesn't mean he doesn't hold of Muktza. It means that he holds a much more, uh, a much, a much more relaxed version of Muktza. There are certain uh, Machlechus that we're going to have that Reb Yehuda holds that. Listen, even though you know you had a, maybe a half minute you were going to use it, it's still Muktza. Reb Shimon will hold in certain items that as long as you, in theory, could have thought about using it, he'll be more relaxed. And that's one of the concepts that we'll see. So we're going to have a few machleks here with Hemisham Yisrael. The Gemara is going to be discussing the famous case of the Beit Shnol Biyontif, and at the end, we're going to have two pshatim this week. There's really more pshatim in Daf Gimel also. We're going to have a couple pshatim in the first line of our Mishnah, and we're going to get to the sugya, the famous sugya of Hachono the Rabbo, which is a very big chiddush. Zok the Heliga Mishnah Beitza Daf Beitza Manal Beitza Shnol Biyontif. If you have an egg that was Again, the word means born, but it means it was laid on Yontif. So what's the halacha? So Beishami Oymim Toichel. Beishami says nothing happened. There's nothing, no, no shilas to ask. Eat the egg. The egg was born to you on Yontif. It's uh, it's uh, first day Pesach. It's Shavuos. It's Sukkot, whatever you want. Rosh Hashanah. You can eat this egg. Now Beishil Oymim Loi Toichel. Beishil says don't eat the egg. So we're going to have to, the Gemara is going to try to figure out Shitas Beishil. That's the, the, the base of Manalaf in the Gemara. Why does Beishil say not to eat this egg? And it's going to get into the sugya of Mukta, which we'll see in a little bit. The what? Oh, uh, so so Nati points out something very important for this Mishnah that Beis Hillel is the Machmer here, and we're going to see there's going to be two more Machleksim in the Mishnah that are not related to this. And the Rash is going to say the reason why these three cases are bunched together here is Gufa because of that. There are, these are three unique cases. Normally Beis Hillel is the Mekel and Beis Shammai is the Machmer. In these cases, Beis Shammai was the Mekel and Beis Hillel is the Machmer. By the way, the Gemara uh, in Shabbos and Davlamid says. Very interesting. I, I I'm not much of a uh, a professor or a you know a Talmudic uh, maskil, but you see the personalities of Shammai and Hillel. The more over there says that the Olam the Tehei and the son Kehillel, a person should be humble and gentle like Hillel, and not be Captain Kishamai. Don't be aggressive and don't be, uh, I don't want to say the word anger, but don't be aggressive like Shammai. So you do see that the personalities of the Gemara says in Mephurish, that their personalities, the fact that, you know, Beishamai is always Machmer and Beishil is always Mekel, you definitely see that in their personalities. This mission is the three exceptions where even though Beishamai is normally the Machmer, here he's the Mekel, and in these cases Beishil is the 
machmer. So that's one case is if you're allowed to eat an egg which is born on Yontif, we'll see why in the Gemara it's going to be Negei Tilchus Muktzah. Beishamay Oimrim, Negei Tilchus Pesach, which we just finished. Soor B'Kezayis V'Chomot B'Kuseves. Now, there's two types of chametz. One type of chametz is chametz. Now, chametz sounds bad, but actually chametz is not the worst thing because chametz itself is leaven. You're not allowed to have it on Pesach. There's something much worse than chametz. Something the thing that's worse than chametz that's called sa'ar. What's sa'ar? It's actually sa'ar. The the no, not sa'ar. It's sa'ar. The reason why what's what's sa'ar? Sa'ar is like sourdough. Why is sourdough worse than chametz? Rabbi say. It's a leavening agent. Oh, so now, because exactly, not only is it itself chametz, but if you put chametz next to next to dough, then nothing's going to happen to the dough. But if you put sourdough next to the dough, what happens? It makes the other dough into chametz. It's considered it's chimutzay kasha nolshem chazal. It's a stronger form of chametz. Therefore, Beishamai says that sa'or is the shear of a kezayis. An olive is very, very small. Your oiver ba'yura, you cannot have in your property on Pesach an olive size of sa'or. It's so chomer. Chametz, which is weaker. Kaiseves, you can have a date size. It's a, it's a, it's a bigger shear. We're more makel. Shammai is more makel for the shear of chametz than he is for saar. Basil says even chametz, even though it can't make something else. Um, Lent 11, still, Zev it also has the shear of a Kazai. So again, another Machlaikas where, what? This Kazai is bigger than a Beya? A Kazai is not, it's a tiny bit, it's a drop smaller than a Beya. But again, that, it's not, it's not, that has nothing to do with the Mishnah. It's, yeah, yeah, that's, so the, no, I just, cause I don't want to get confused with the Beit, so that's no shakas that. Okay. So the, uh, so then the, the Mishnah says the third case. Someone shafts Now, whenever you have a case of Chayavoyf and not Behema, you already know what the Mishnah is going to be talking about. And that's the mitzvah of Kisoy Hadam. The halacha is, and we just learned in the Dafyami and Chulin, there's a mitzvah of Kisoy Hadam that when a person slaughters a, 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 a Chayavoyf, and it only applies to Chayavoyf, does not apply to livestock, that the halacha is you have to cover the blood with dirt. So, the Mishnah says, "If you shecht chayav oif beyomtif, beishamai says yachbor bedeker v'yechasa." You could take a, a spade, uh, which is what you call it. This is the English word for decker. It's some type of a farming tool. V'yechasa, and you're allowed to cover the blood on yomtif. And he says, "Don't do it." He says not to do it, Basil. However, Elim Kane, Hayali offer Muhammad. If you prepare again, the problem is that the digging with the spade or the hoe, whatever it's called, is a malach of boyna or, or, or plowing in the field. He says if you have dirt, then you're allowed to shech. Now you're allowed to shech on Yantif, it's it's Malach Sikh Nefesh, that's fine. The question is, are you allowed to shech if you're not gonna have dirt to do Kisi Adam? Beshamay says, Yeah, don't worry about the Kisi Adam, you can do it, you can dig, it's no problem. Basila says you shouldn't, unless you had the dirt prepared. Umaidim, Shem Shachva, but let's say you went ahead and did it anyways. That even in the Eved, Basil, you know, they're machmer, not to do it lechatchila, but the Eved, they're they're moide. Because there's ashes in the oven, which is considered mucha. Now this makes no sense. This line, we're gonna have to get back to this in the Gemara. The Gemara is gonna uh, in a couple of daft discuss this, so we'll get back to it. Let's just see Rashi in the Mishnah quickly. The what? Yeah, there's the malach of digging. You are not allowed to uh, dig um, on on uh, on Shabbos and Yantif. It is the malach of either choyrish or boyin the bekarka. It's a. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the place say over here. No, it's not. No. So that's one thing. Uh, you know, but etzem it should be right. There's 39 malachas on Shabbos that are also prohibited on Yantif. This rule of achasher yochel lechol nefesh shul devade yosel lechem, which means that malachas lechol nefesh mutter. Not all malachas are permitted on. Uh, Shabbos and Anyantif. Even though you have this rule of Echol Nefesh, it's a Machol Kisushayim. I happen to think that it's very, very strange. I wish that this Masechta would start. The following Malachas are permitted on Yantif. It doesn't do that. The, the Masechta just discusses various sugyas, and through that, the Rishonim try to clarify.
why it's clear that there are certain malachas which you can't do on Yontif. Aye, there's no Eichel Nefesh, but there is no Gemara about that. The Rishayim tried to even die like that. No, so shechting, shechting is mutter and yantif, but again, choyrish is not one of the malachas which is mutter tzorich nefesh. But that's not the second. Now we'll get through that. Let's see Rashi. Rashi says beitzer loy toichel. So the the Rashi is very important. First of all, you can't eat it boy by yoy. Now Gemara in fires time, and the Gemara is going to say why, according to base Hillel, you're not allowed to eat that egg if it's born on yantif. That's going to be our discussion in a second. So because I mishum dahani klas mili have a mekuli beishami mechorin beishilel, because these three things are we have beishami being makel. And Basil being Machmer, Gabi Yontif, regarding Yontif, they're all regarding Yontif. They were taught together. The Gemara is going to explain the reason for these opinions. Kiseves is Timara, is a Tamar, which is a date. Vayachbar Bedeker, Pila Balaz, the Deker is a Pila, which is a spade. Which is a tool. Again, the only time that the base hill was moid that you're allowed to do that is if the uh, spade was already in the ground. Again, we'll see that coming up. Because again, mentioning ashes from an oven has nothing to do with covering the blood with the dirt on, of the ground. So we're going to have to figure out what the mission actually means. Okay. So the, 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 the discussion of the Beit Shanel to Beyontif. Yeah? I always thought was like a nice add on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here you see that you're actually, it sounds like there's, before you even shecht, you have to be able to know, know figure out where you're going to be getting the, the dirt from. So that's, uh, definitely seems like it's an integral part of the shechita. But we'll see the discussion in the Gemara more. Good point. So the Gemara says, What kind of, what kind of hen is uh, going on over here? What kind of hen is, is laying this beitzah? If we're talking about a tarnagoyla, if the hen is, is lachila. Now again, there's two types of hens in the world. The ones that you plan on eating for dinner and the ones that you want to make you breakfast, right? So if the, if the one that you're going to eat for dinner, you're going to have to make schnitzel out of. If that's what we're talking about over here, that hen had an egg. So my tamay de basil. Basil makes no sense why there should be muksa. Why is this egg muksa? Why not? If the hen is really just a, 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 a composite of pieces of schnitzel and it has an egg, that egg is uchlo de afris. Rashi explains the concept of uchlo de afris that it's oichel shenifrad. It's like taking a loaf of bread and cutting it in half. The, the 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 whole hen was a was was food and now an egg came out which is also food. The hen wasn't muksa. You could shech this hen on yontif. The hen was in your realm when yontif started. But so the, the egg wasn't. The what? But the egg was. Yes, the egg is a part of the hen and therefore the same way the hen is, the egg is also. It's similar to a, a, a cow that has a child inside that doesn't shechita. That it's part. So that, again, that's Hilcha Shechita. That, that, that's Ben Pakua. The, the, here we're saying something even much more simple. It's like, take, it's like sl- taking a slice of bread off a loaf of bread. The, the egg is part of the mother. It's Ochlo de Afris. It's Oichel Shenifran. Such a thing is not Muksa. If the hen was in your realm, so is the, so is the egg. So the warrant says, Ella, why is must so it doesn't make sense based on why be machmer? Ella betarna goyles so imedes the gadol beitzim. Says Gemara, so must be that the tarna goyles is imedes the gadol beitzim. Which means that the mother was not in your realm, and now obviously since the egg wasn't yet laid, it was also not in your realm. So frankly, Gemara, my temayu de beishamai muktzahi. Frankly, Gemara beishamai has to explain himself. It's muktza. It doesn't make sense to say that it's that it's mutter to eat this egg when Yontif started, right? Was this egg shayach to you? You didn't think about this egg. You didn't know about this egg. It's classic muktzah. Why would Beis Hillel? Why would Beis Shammai be makel? That's Gemara. The Gemara 
turns the table now, and now, now the ball is in uh, Beishamai's court. Says the Gemara, my kushia, what's schwer? Dilma Beishamai, less the humuksa. Maybe Beishamai doesn't hold of muksa. So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says the Dilma, Kirab Shimon Svirulahu. The Omar Bepera Kira, Moiser Hashem and Shebenev Shebekaira Osir, Reb Shimon Mater. No, the Gaurus from Yehuda, whatever. With the cases like this, let's say you light a candle on Friday night, which again, it's not a let's say you light a candle. You have to light a candle Friday night. But let's say you light an oil candle Friday night and you fill up your, your cup with oil, you light the candle, now Shabbos starts. And an hour later, your candle burns out. Now you have a bunch of oil left. Now it's time to eat your salad. Does anybody like putting oil in their salad? Well, what happens if you have no other oil? You put it all in the cup. Are you allowed to take the oil from the cup and uh, use it for anything? Is that oil muktza? So it's a machlikas in the Mishnah and Shabbos between Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda, who's the Tanakhama, holds that when you light the candle with the oil in it, it's true that afterwards the wind blew out the candle. But you were not, were you planning on using that oil? Was that oil in your mind? That's muksa. It's removed from you for Shabbos. Muksa, you're not allowed to touch it. Even if you don't have any other oil for your salad, too bad, you have to eat a dry salad. That's the Yehuda's opinion. Comes along Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon says, is that when you lit the candle, your mind is thinking to yourself, you have these possibilities in your head. That's already enough that it's called in your realm. Rav Yehuda says, what are you talking about? The guy's thinking about that? You're right, he knows if it's possible, and it's theoretically possible. But again, Again, Rabbi Yehuda is more machmer. He requires more active das on something to make it muchan, to make it not muktza. Rabbi Shimon holds it's not muktza. Anything which, again, it, it could be chazile, it could be fit for you, that's already enough. So the Gemara says, we see that, uh, that, that, that Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold a muksa. Again, it doesn't mean he doesn't hold of it at all. He's more relaxed on it. So the Gemara is saying, maybe Beishamai holds like this also. Again, and if Beishamai holds like this, again, let's remember, what ha- what's this egg? Maybe when Yontif started, you're right, the egg was still inside the hen, right? But Beishamai holds that, listen, he's, he holds like a shimin, that just like the, just like the oil in the, in the cup is not muksa, maybe the egg in the hen is also not muksa. So we were asking Akasha, what do you mean? How could you eat this egg according to Beishamai? Well, it's muksa. Beishamai doesn't Hold a muksi holds like a shimin. Says the Gemara Kasaka Daitin. The egg is even better because you know it's going to lay. Well, what's that? The Gemara is going to say now like we, the opposite we just said. So let's see it first. Kasaka Daitin. I feel a man the shari be muksa be noilad aser. So the Gemara is saying that um, that that we thought that the that the one who is matter be muksa by noilad is aser. So again, the Gemara is explaining the question. Why did we, we, we had a problem saying that Beishamai holds it like a Shimon, like the Gemara, the Gemara, what I just explained to them was really a question. Meaning, why are you bothered why Beishamai is lenient? What's the big deal? Beishamai holds like a Shimon. The Gemara is explaining because even of Shimon, even if you hold that oil in the candle, oil in the cup is not Muktza, an egg is for sure muksa. Why? Because it's a higher level of muksa. It didn't even exist in the world. It was noilad. Again, the question is, what's going on in your mind? In your mind, you see the oil right here. So the question is, are you planning on the what ifs if it burns out? But an egg which didn't exist yet, right? There's a dover shloy You know, it's going to happen. You know an egg is uh, the hen's going to lay the egg. But but if it doesn't exist now, first of all, I don't know if that's true. They lay, I, they lay one egg a day. It's automatic. So you're asking a question that maybe noilad. Maybe Noilad should be the same. So we're going to see in a second. The Gemara is going to, the Gemara is going to kind of say what, the Gemara is going to be Chayzer on this Nakuta and say that no, really based Shammai holds that even by Noilad there's no Muksa. The Gemara is going to say that in a second. I think at this point, the Gemara assumes that something that's not in the world, it's more removed from your mind. Even if you know what's going to happen, it could be that you can't have Das. I wonder if it's like a, it's like a Metzius. You can't, plan something which is not here. You can't you put your das in it. I, I know what's going to happen. I know it's going to come yesh I don't know if you're allowed to do that.
Well, looking at Shabbos is a malacha deraisa of choyliv. That's another issue. That's that's dash. Here we're talking about only the derabonans of muktza. You don't have to do anything, but it's just something that wasn't in the world. Can your mind be planning to use something which doesn't even exist? So Yoram's saying, why not? It's it's clockwork, right? The alarm goes off, boop, pops out an egg. So the Gemara at this point, the Gemara at this point does not say that. The Gemara now is being mechalik between. Taisus discusses this a little bit. Taisus the Ramaskal Kasalkadaitach. He doesn't say this chilik, but he discusses different levels of noyla. But that's at this stage of the Gemara. The Gemara is assuming that Beishamai can't hold like Rav Shimon because it wouldn't help because Rav Shimon's machmer by noyla. Says the Gemara, no. So my tamar the Beishamai. Oh, so says we still have to figure out what's shot in Beishamai. So Ramar of Nachman la'olam betarnagoyla so he medes the gadol beitzim. Really, we're talking about a, a tarnagoyla so he medes the gadol beitzim, which means that the mother, the hen. The hen is not food. So you can't say that it's Uchla the office. You can't say that the reason why Beis uh, Shammai is Moide is because it's food, right? Because then, again, even though that would be easy, we wouldn't have a Shammai Beis So we're talking about a case where the mother was Muktza. You can't shech the mother. Ude Islay Muktza Islay Noilet, Ude Leslay Muktza Leslay Noilet. So the Gemara is basically saying that. Again, sort of like what Yoram was saying, that if you if you hold of Muksa, you hold of Noilad. If you don't hold of Muksa, you don't hold of Noilad. Which basically means that even if Shimon who hold who, even if Shimon who doesn't hold of Muksa, right, even though he said it by a case of oil, which is here, even Noilad, which means it was born, it only came into existence afterwards, he's also makel by that. Again, and probably the Svar is something like Yoram is saying, because since Lemaisa I had Das on it. So then, Lemaisa, I was thinking about it at the onset of Shabbos, at the onset of Yontif. Ah, it wasn't in the world? Okay, but it doesn't have to be here like the oil. As long as in my brain, I can, uh, I can uh, foresee its, its uh, coming into existence, it wouldn't be Muktza. And that's why Beishamai uh, is... Um, and that's why Beishamai is lenient. So the Gemara says, Beishamai kareb Shimon, or Beishelah kareb Yehuda. So according to Reb Nachman, who is the first Amoyer here quoted in the Gemara, he has a very simple pshat in our Mishnah. Zok the Mishnah, go back to the first line, Beit HaShanol Yontif, you have a Beit which is born on Yontif, now the mother, can't, is, you weren't planning on shafting the mother, so the mother is not food, right? So Beit HaShanol Yontif, it's the mother's mukta. Beit HaShanol Yontif, Beishamai erem toichel, Beishamai says you could eat it, because the Beit is food, and if even though it's Neulud, but Beishamai holds like Rav Shimon, it doesn't hold a Muksa. Beishil holds no, I hold like Rav Yehuda. Just like the oil in the in the in the cup, you know how to use when the when the when the candle burns out. You also can't eat this egg. That's the machlokes. By the way, Tyson speaks out that since we're handling Hilchas Muksa, the main halacha in Hilchas Muksa is not eating. It's true there is a halacha about eating Muksa. The main halacha is you can't even metaltal it. So this egg, you wouldn't even be able to pick it up. I'm just pointing that out. Muksa has is stronger than just eating. So Umi Yomar Rav Nachman Hachi. Did Rav Nachman really say this? We have a Mishnah which seems to de- demonstrate otherwise. Very important Gemara. The, the halacha is that Beishamai says A person is allowed to lift off a table um, uh, now, what are atzomis v'klipin? Basically, bones and shells. Basically, the trash off the table. According to Beishamai, you're allowed to pick these things off the table. Uh, after you're done eating on Shabbos, that's fine. According to Beishel, you're not allowed to pick up the uh, the trash and to, to move it off the table. Why? Because according to Beishel, it's muktza. And if it's muktza, the only way to get rid of it is to pick up the tavla. Tavla is like a board, like a cutting board or a breadboard or something like that. Umenara, you could shake it off. But he holds you're not allowed to be metal to it. Now, what, what's this machlekes over here? 
So Rashi says that Magbiyan, according to Basil, you're allowed to be Magbiya. According to Beishamai, we're not worried about Moksa. I these things don't have any usage. These things, there's no use for them. They're out of your realm. There's no usage for them at all. According to Beishamai, you're not you're you're still allowed to pick them up. Beis Hillel says no. Even though something is Moksa, let's say I leave my uh, phone on the top of a Gemara, whatever. So on Shabbos, I'm allowed to pick up the Gemara and right and and shake it off and say it's not called Tiltul. It's Tiltul Adid It's called Near. I'm allowed to move something off it. So the Gemara says the Amar Nachman. Now what did Nachman say? Now, now, Reb Nachman said that his version was that Beishamai, he basically switched it around. He said that no, Beishamai holds like Reb Yehuda, which means that Beishamai is the one that holds that you're allowed to pick up the um, that you're, that that, uh, that you're that is machmer who based Hillel kareb shimin and based Hillel was the one who held that you're allowed to pick it up. Rashi points out muchlefes hashita. So you see the opposite. So you're telling me that Rav Nachman was trying to say pshat in our Mishnah in in Maseches Yontif and Maseches Beitza that Beishamai does not hold of Muksa and Beishel holds of Muksa. But Rav Nachman went out of his way in Shabbos daf kuf mem gimel regarding if let's say you want to clean up uh, after the Shabbos suda that he went out of his way to say that no it's Beishel Shammai that holds you're not allowed to touch the muk, so you have to shake it off with the board. And Beis Hillel holds you allowed to pick it up with your hands. Why? Because we, we obviously he holds that Beis Hillel, who's normally Makel, is more in line with Reb Shimon, who does not hold the muksa. So you're trying to say that Reb Nachman would have explained our Mishnah, making Beis Shammai more lenient than Hilchas Muksa to fit with Reb Shimon, when you have a Mishnah in Shabbos, which where Nachman went out of his way to say exactly the opposite, that Beis Shammai is Machmer because he holds a Rav Yehuda that does hold a muksa. So what, what's Reb Nachman really hold? That's the Gemara's question. It's a Shaila in the Amoira Reb Nachman how he understood the Machloikas Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. So says the Gemara, interesting answer. Omer Lecha Reb Nachman. If Reb Nachman were here, this is what he would tell you. It's not Omer Reb Nachman, it's Omer Lecha Reb Nachman, which means this is what Reb Nachman would have said if he was standing here today. Gabe Shabbos, this saw some Lontanak Reb Shimin. Now by Shabbos, he's going to be Mechal between Hilchah Shabbos and Hilchah Yontif. On Shabbos, we have uh, we ha- Shabbos is different than Yontif. By Shabbos, we have a Stam Mishnah like Rav Shimon, who does not hold the Muksa. How do you know this? Nan mechatchen es adluin lefnei behema ves hanevela lefnei aklavim. Now the halach is you're allowed to cut a, a, a gourd, a melon, and put it in front of an animal for food, and a nevela in front of dogs. Basically, what happens is you have an animal, a car- an animal carcass, and it dies on on Shabbos. So the problem is, if you leave it, it's going to be a waste. So what do you want to do? Cut it into pieces, chop it into pieces. And then you're going to feed it to your dogs. The problem is this nevela is muktza. How are you allowed to take a nevela? You have a dead animal, right? Imagine you were a farmer. You lived out in, uh, in Pennsylvania with the Amish. And you have a giant, um, you, have a, you have a horse that dies on, on Shabbos and Yontif, right? A, a, a horse that dies on Shabbos. And you have starving dogs. So you can either let the horse go to waste and feed the dog your chol on Shabbos. Or you just cut up the horse and give it to him. Don't you want to cut up the nevela and give it to him? Problem is that it's muks. It died on Shabbos. The Mishnah says you're allowed to do that. Now, why? That must be the opinion of who? Rib Shimon. It must be the opinion that holds that Mux is relaxed. Since you probably could have thought that maybe you would die, that's good enough. You're allowed to be metaltled on, on Shabbos. So therefore, Mukam Lala Beis Hillel to Rib Shimon. We'd want Beis Hillel to be like Rib Shimon and Hilcha Shabbos. Why? Because since basically Reb Yudha Nasi and he wrote the Mishnayis. So who, what was the halacha in Hilcha Smuktza and Shabbos? 
So Reb Yehuda Nasi said Stam Mishnah is Reb Shimon. What does Stam Mishnah mean? That's familiar with Stam Mishnah, I'm sure. The Stam Mishnah means that when Reb Yehuda Nasi wrote Mishnahis without any names, he wrote them with the opinion of Reb Shimon in mind. Obviously, the halacha is like Reb Shimon. If the halacha is like Reb Shimon, there's no muktzah. If the halacha is like Reb Shimon, that there's no muktzah, we want Beis Hillel to fit that way because guess who else the halacha is like? Beis Hillel. In order to line up the halacha of of, of Rabbi Yudah Nasi's uh, um, uh, Shimon that you see in the Mishnayis with Beis Hillel, so we would like to make the Mishnayis. Rabbi Nachman went out of his way in, in Maseches Shabbos to say, "Oh, you want to know if I can clean up the table?" If you want to know who's the one that allows it, I'd rather make Beis Hillel the one who who allows it because that means Beis Hillel is lenient in Muksa, and we know from other places in Shabbos that Rabbi Yudah Hanasi held like a Shimon that, you're, that there's no Muksa in Shabbos. We want to line that up. Avol Gabe Yontif, but by by Hilchos Yontif, the Sosam Lontanak Rabbi Yehuda, that there we have no by by Yontif we're actually more Machmer. We're like Rabbi Yehuda. How do you know that? Tisnan. The Mishnah is going to say, there's a Mishnah coming up uh, later on somewhere, Lamed uh, Aleph, that uh, let's say you have wood, that, uh, you, let's say you have beams, or you have you know, broken beams, something falls off the bookshelf, collapses on Yontif. So you say, listen, what am I going to do with this bookshelf? Let me at least make firewood out of it. So you start cutting it up into pieces to make toothpicks, whatever you want to use from it. You're not allowed to do that. Why not? The answer is you're not allowed to do that because of muktzah. And that was a Stam Mishnah. So this, the, by Shabbos we show that the Stam Mishnah is that you're allowed to cut up an Avela. But by Yontif the Stam Mishnah says that you're not allowed to cut this beam. Elamai by Yontif were more machmer. So if Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi had a Stam Mishnah that he wanted Hilchus Yontif to be Chomer, so then that means that in Hilchus Yontif we paskin what? That there is Muktzah. So since we paskin like Beis Hillel, he'd rather have Beis Hillel be machmer. Just on Yontif, not on Shabbos. So the Gemara is going to ask that question in one second. I assume that Nati was also asking that when he, when he he insinuated that with his with his face that Shabbos is different than Yontif. Like it's not just different. Shabbos is more cow than Yontif. Now what's really bizarre is that, and this is really the Gemara's point, is that what should be more chomer, Shabbos or Yontif? It's just Agav. Why should Shabbos be more chomer? Oh, so in 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 bechlal Shabbos is considered the most chomer of everything because Shabbos, first of all, Shabbos is, Shabbos and Yom Kippur uh, are equal in this nakuda because Yom Kippur really is all the same malachas as Shabbos that you can't even do malacha tzarich nefesh. Yontif in general is more kal because there is a way to do malacha on Yontif. Cholamayt's more kal. By the way, the alias that we have in laning is a representation. It's a reflection of this. That's why there's three alias during the week. On Cholamoyd and Rosh Chodesh, where there's a little bit of, like we had today, four alias. Why do you have four alias? It's a little bit more Chomer. There are halachas of Malacha and Rosh Chodesh and on Cholamoyd. Yantif is a little bit more Chomer than that. Yom Kippur is more Chomer because the Oynish for Malacha and Yom Kippur, not only is everything also, but the Oynish is also a Kares. Shabbos is the most Chomer because they're the, they're, it's everything like Yom Kippur, but it's the Oynish is a Skila. It goes from the the aliyahs and the, and the, uh, that we call up to the Torah and Kriyas Torah is a reflection of the the stringency of the day. So the Gemara is pointing out again. Let's just chaz over what just happened over here. We have a machloekas between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel um, uh, regarding Muksa in two places. One's in Shabbos, one's in Beseches Beitzer. Here we're learning the Beitzer one. Here you had Beis Hillel being machmer. 
And there, you had Rav Nachman going out of his way to say that Beis Hillel should be the Mekel. The Gemara is just pointing out the reason why Rav Nachman wanted to do that was because in Hilchus Yontif, he had precedent that we were going to be Machmer in Hilchus Muksa, and we always want to make Beis Hillel fit with the Halacha, because we pass on like Beis Hillel. And when it comes to Hilchus Shabbos, however, he wanted Beis Hillel to be the Mekel, because we have precedent in Shabbos that we're Mekel in Hilchus Muksa. So, Frek the Gemara, the obvious question you guys are asking it, that Mihdi. Man Sosmelamasnisin Rebbi. So the Gemara asks a little bit differently, but the Gemara says, who wrote these Mishnayas? Right? Fine, you explain Bisham and Basil. But who was the one who authored the Mishnah? Who said that you're allowed to cut up a Nevela on Shabbos and you're not allowed to cut the the the, the wooden beam on Yontiv? That's a Rebbe who wrote it. So Maishna Bashabis the Sosalman Kreb Shimon, Umaishna Biyantiv the Sosalman Kreb Yehuda. We're trying to explain why Rab Nachman did it. So Rab Nachman followed Rebbe. But what the heck was Rebbe thinking? How could Rebbe and Hilchus Shabbos Go ahead and be lenient and say we're going to follow Rabbi Shimon and in Hilchus Yontif be Machmer like Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, Amri Shabbos the Chamira. Shabbos is more Chomer. Veloyasi lezilzulaba sasam lan Rabbi Shimon the Mekel. Yontif the Kilva. Asi lezilzulaba sasam lan Rabbi Yehuda the Machmer. It's really the opposite, uh, counterintuitive. But the Gemara's point is, is that what? Why did Chazal make? It's a little bit of background the Muktzah here. Why did Chazal make the Isser Muktzah? So, you shouldn't come to do that, so the Rambam has a has a richas on it. So the Ravid has a most of it, the reasons. There's really three, four reasons, but it all has to do with there was they were they were lax in Hilchas Shabbos. In fact, if you really go back to the original uh, Takana of Muktzah, do you know when Muktzah was established? When? Yeah, it was in the times of Scripture. Ezra Nehemiah, that's right. Nehemiah was the one who was established the halachas of Muktzah. Mishnah will get to the Navi share one day. So Nehemiah was was Masak in Muktzah. So why did he do that? Because when they were oiled by Bayasheni to Eretz Yisrael, there was a, a tremendous zilzul in Hilchah Shabbos. So Chazal said, "Listen, we got to make Shabbos a different day." But it was basically a weekday. People were treating it like a weekday. That there were some halachas. Eventually, people were just all over the place with their, you know, with their uh, cooking and everything. So Chazal came along and said, "Listen, we got to do something drastic. We got to change the way people keep Shabbos." How do they do that? They just said, you can't touch anything. You can't touch Kalim. There was a whole Gezeris Kalim. They made the Hilchus Muktzah. That's where it comes from. So the whole thing is to protect Shabbos. So the, the Gemara's point now is that if you need to protect something, certainly Yontif needs more protection. Because of the leniency of Yontif, because it's so kal, Asi Lezil Zuleba Hagufa. So you want to know, why did Rebbe, why did Rebbe Paskin like Reb Shimon in Hilchus Shabbos, but not in Hilchus Yontif? And Yontif, you wanted to be Machmah like Rebbe Yehuda? The answer is, is that we require more 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 Gedara, more Gzairitz, and Yontif, Gufa, because it's more Kal, it's only in Yisr Lav, and there's a Heta Lutzari Choychol Nefesh. Fine, this is this Gemara, who's Reb Nachon. It says the Gemara, Bamayu Kimta. So what do we say in Shadana Mishnah is? Betarana Goyle, Soyimedes, Legadol Beitzim. We're talking about a hen that is going to have lay eggs, whom we shemukza, and it's only mukza. Ihachi frak the Gemara, ad the miflegi bebeitza, liflegu betaranagoyles. Says the Gemara, if this is the pshat, right? So again, we accepted the Nachum's pshat. So what are we arguing about over here? Are you allowed to eat the egg? Do we hold of mukza or not? Let me ask you a question, Rabbi Say. If you have a hen that is oimedes legadol beitzim, are you planning on eating, on shechting this hen and making schnitzel out of it for yontif meal? You're not. It's a it's a mistake. This hen is made for is made for babies, right? So so what happens if yontif? You decide I want to shech this hen. So why did Bisham and Bissel say beitish and Why do you just say tarnagoyles? So oimedes legadol beitzim. Am I allowed? Why do you have to make a case of the tarnagoy of the of the of the egg, why don't you discuss the hen itself? It's the same muksa shayla. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you're not allowed to shech this hen. According to Rabbi Shimon, you are. Oh, oh, so the Gemara says, very good. So the Gemara says, 
Um, says the Gemara, it's coming to teach you the Koyach of Beishamai, the Benoilad Shari. Because just Manati just said that according to Beishamai, that's lenient. The way, that if the mission would have been talking about a hen, of course Beishamai is lenient. The hen is like the oil. It's here. I just changed my mind what I'm going to do with it. But I, would, I, I wouldn't know that Beishamai is lenient even if it wasn't in existence. Maybe Beishamai is only lenient because I see it. I just wasn't planning on using it. Beishamai was like a Sherman. But who says if something wasn't even in the world, the case that Yoram was bothered by before, how do you know in that case that, that uh, Beishamai doesn't hold of Muktza? Says the Gemara. So, so therefore, it has to be, the most point is, it has to be a case of a Beitza to tell you that even in that case, Beishamai is lenient. Says the Gemara, So the Gemara says the opposite. But maybe say a case of a Tarna and there you have a bigger Chiddush in, in Beishelel. Because your Machmer, not only are they Machmer and Neulad, they're also Machmer and something which is here. Right, the same taina that Nati said. You say the opposite in Basilo. So the Gemara says the chitema v'gishmaki Gemara koyach detero adif. Maybe the pshat is that if I have to tell me someone's chiddush, Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, Beis Hillel's machmer. So it's so so who whose chiddush are we going to tell me? Tell me the chiddush of Beis Shammai. Maybe Beis Shammai's chiddush is more important because it's a it's a kula. Now why is it why is it a bigger chiddush? Why is it more important to tell you a kula? You're going to love this Rashi. Look at the Rashi, famous Rashi. Yes, look at Rashi. Rashi is the Teira Adif. Toivlo, you see the Rashi, Nati? Toivlo lahashmienu koyach divrei hamatir. It's much better to tell me the koyach of the matir. Shu soimech al shmuasei. Because if you're mekel, you know what that means? That means I know what I'm saying. It means I'm, I, I'm, I'm clear and I'm certain about what I'm saying. Ve'enu yari lahatir. You're not a chicken. Pardon the, pardon the usage. I'm not a chicken to say it's mutter. It's mutter because I know it's mutter. Avol koyach a guy who's machmir, ain't a raya. It's not a raya. You don't see anything. You don't see that the guy knows what he's talking about. Shakol yuchayin lahachmir. Even with a mutter. You could be machmir even if it's mutter. Very easy to say aser, right? Exactly. It, it takes koyach. So the Gemara is saying maybe the reason why we picked the case of Beitzah because there you see that even in a case of Neulet Beishamai is going to be Mekel. Maybe that's why we picked this case. So then it's a Gishmaka shot in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, the obvious a question, Beniflik Bitrevayu, Tarnagodos, I met us a God, I'll bait him. He who baits us up. Why did the Mishnah say both? Say you have a Tarnagodos, and you have a, 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 an egg laying hen, and it has an egg. What's the halach on Shabbos for it and its egg? Beishamai says, So the Gemara's basically final question is, if, if Reb Nachman was right, that, this is, that the pshat in this Mishnah is a regular machloikas about muktza, and the question is, is do we hold a muktza or not hold a muktza? Beishamai holds like a Yehuda that holds of it. Beishamai holds like Reb Shimon that does not hold a muktza. So then say a case of a hen and an egg, tell me both cases, tell me both chidushim. Tell me that in, even in a case of the hen, Base Hillel's Machmer, and even in the case of the egg, Beis Shammai's Mekel, and you have uh, the best of both worlds. If Rav Nachman is right, that's what the Mishnah should have said. Beitzah should Tarnagolus Haymedus Agadol Beitzim Hiu Beitzosa Beis Shammai Oimrim Beis Hillel Oimrim Beis Shammai Oimrim Toichel Beis Hillel Oimrim Loy Toichel. That should be what the Mishnah says. This Gemara is gonna gonna move away now from Rav Nachman's Pshat because if Rav Nachman was right, that's what the Mishnah should say. Wow. Complicated, right? Okay, so there's one more shtick. Gemara, let's get through this. I don't take up too much time, but the Gemara says, a uh, whole new pshat. Elo Omar Rabbah, the very interesting Gemara. This is a famous Gemara. If you've ever talked to me about Masachas Beitzah, you have to know what the words Hachon the Rabbah mean. It's like, uh, it's like the first big Mechudah uh, Shtick of Sugi here. I mean, Muktzah obviously also, but Muktzah is all over Shas. 
Um, this is uh, called Hachana de Rabba. What does the Gemara say? So Rabba says, Really, we're talking about a hen that you were planning on shechting and making schnitzel out of uh, on Yontif. No, no, so if that's the case, what, what were we bothered by? If, if, if so, so it's not Muksa. Nothing, it's not Muksa at all. So why is Basil, no, why is Basil Machmer, right? Why is Basil Machmer, the egg that came out of this is not Muksa? How do I know that the egg is not Muksa? The egg is not Muksa because it's Uchla the Afras, the Gemara said. So Zok the Gemara. Um, uh, what are we talking about over here? We're talking about a yontif after Shabbos. Umishum hachana. And the problem is hachana. In other words, the egg was born on yontif. Let's say yontif was on a Sunday, right? Let's say like second day Pesach this year. And there's a problem with hachana. The kasava rabba, what does rabba hold? If this egg was... If this egg was born on a Sunday, which is Yontif, when did the egg actually become uh, fit? So it was really the day before, really on Shabbos. Now, so what's the problem with that? Who cares if an egg is born today on Sunday when yesterday was Shabbos? Says the Gemara, Virabba Latame. Very interesting Gemara. Virabba Latame. This is Rabba Lishitase. The Omar Rabba, my dechsiv, Vahoya Bayoim Hashishi, Vehechinu as a Sharia view. First of all, where's this Pasuk said? Vahoya Bayoim Hashishi? What? Bishalach is in Parshas Hamon, right? It was on the, during the six days. They prepared that which they were going to bring. Choyl Mech in the Shabbos, Vehoyl Mech in the Yontif. Says Rabba that Choyl is mechin the Shabbos of the Yontif, the Ein Yontif mechin the Shabbos, the Ein Shabbos mechin the Yontif. So Rabba here is uh, as a pelvic chiddush. I'll tell you outside what he's saying. What Rabba holds is is that when you have a Shabbos meal or Yontif meal, the halacha is because of the chashivus of Shabbos and Yontif, you are required that your food has to be prepared. When you want to be machshav something, right? When you want to show importance to something, Jerry. So what do you do? You prepare for it. According to Rabbah, there's a halacha in the Torah. It sounds like it's a Dindaraisa even. There's a halacha that you have to do preparation. By the way, this is why uh, people are very making hachunas for Shabbos and the Hasidim are very to make hachunas for everything. Why? Because that's how I demonstrate my chashivas or something. By preparing for it, that's, if I'm coming to something prepared, right? Imagine, you know, I, I, I never speak when I'm not prepared. It's uh, disrespectful. If you want to show chashivas to your tzibor, you prepare when you talk to them. You have to, when, the, more, the more you prepare and the preparation that you put into it, that demonstrates your chashivas. Rabba holds that there's a halacha that any food that I eat on Shabbos and Yontif, it has to be prepared before. You can't have anything, you can't partake in anything on Shabbos and Yontif that was not prepared before. That's from the halacha and hilchas Shabbos and Yontif that every suda that you eat, else the chashivas has to be prepared. If you look at um, look at the see the Rashi vehichinu, um, let's read this Rashi vehichinu vehizminu prepare kegoyin mikan ani oichol amachar on on Friday afternoon you have to say tomorrow I'm eating this the imishum hachana biyadayim v'loy mar shayoyfu v'yevashnu biyadayim behediksev it's a shatoyfu oifu. So Rashi's saying it doesn't mean that I have to prepare by actively doing it. That's that, that's poshit that you have to do. You have to prepare your food before Shabbos. The chiddush is You have to actually say designate. I am preparing this for my suda. Look these these key words. The Torah made Suda Shabbos so important that a person has to prepare it, has to designate it. You have to, Erev Shabbos, go and say, even if, let's say, uh, someone will come and drop off a food package before Shabbos, uh, on Shabbos for you, that's, according to Rabbi, that's not good. You can't eat that on Shabbos. All your food on Shabbos 
has to be designated. Forget about the fact that you have to actively prepare. You have to actually say, this is my Shabbos food. You have to point and say, this will be my cholent tomorrow. That's the halacha. So what happened? Let's go back to the case of the egg. When the, the egg really was born out of the, the hen on Yontif, it was just a Sunday. But the problem is that if it was born on Sunday, when did it really become food? On Shabbos. You're not allowed to prepare on Shabbos. The, the, they have to prepare on Choyl for Shabbos. There has to be a preparation from before Shabbos and Yontif that it has to be making the hachon of the rabbi on a Friday or on a Thursday or on a Wednesday for a Shabbos or a Yontif. Since this egg was only brought into the world on Shabbos, there's no way that you could have been making it for Sunday for Yontif, because again, there's a day difference, and therefore, according to Rabbah, Rabbah is saying that according to Beis Hillel, you're not allowed to eat the egg. Again, Beis Shammai doesn't hold of this. Beis Shammai says, eat the egg. What's the problem? The egg, he doesn't hold of this Chiddush. He's saying, Rabbah's, Hachon of the Rabbah is a shot why Beis Hillel does not allow you to eat this egg. So I'm going to abaye. What? No, because if the egg is, is um, to eat, then it was prepared already. Right. If the egg would have been, if the if the egg would have been laid on Shabbos, he would be makel, because that means if the egg is laid on Shabbos, then when was the egg? When, when was the egg roy la It's uchla the afres. Remember, the egg be'etzem shouldn't be mukta. Regular old hilchas mukta of something being in the world doesn't bother us here because the egg is part of the mother, which is which is a medes la the only problem with this egg is it's lacking this new halacha, which we've never heard of before. This is Rabbi introducing this halacha, that even if something was in your realm, you still have to set it aside specifically for your Shabbos or Yontif meal. And anything which was born on a second day Yontif, whatever, it was born on Sunday after Shabbos, it's not possible that you did that. You couldn't have set it aside. It didn't exist yet. Because it was, well, the, the Targal was on Shabbos. The what? Right, right, right. right. That's fine, but the tar- the tar- that doesn't help for this. That halacha, that halacha of uchla the afris, that if the mother was good, this is also not muksa. That only helps for something being in your realm, because it's like slicing a piece of bread off the loaf. But still, it wasn't in the world. You still never set it aside for my meal. You could take that. You could you could pick up this egg, by the way, and move it move it around. It's not hamukta this egg. The problem with it is, is that it's lamaisa lacking this designation for sudas uh, uh, sudas uh, yontif, and therefore base sha, base hillel at least holds loy So you can't eat anything besides the meat of the chicken. Then you can't eat the liver because it's not in the world yet. What's that supposed to be? Liver is in the world, though. It no, exists. It's, not. it's inside the chicken. You can't That's have... in the world. That's fine. That's why the Gemara says that the any egg doesn't no, exist. Chicken also. No, it no, it's not. Before it doesn't Shabbos. exist not, before Shabbos. Then that's what the Gemara specifically speaks that out. The Gemara says it was it was it was born into the animal on Shabbos and only laid on Sunday. So it's not that the hachana was done on Shabbos to Yantav, but really that you weren't able to do the hachana. It's that it wasn't done on yeah. It wasn't done on fall. It's more. It's not that it was done exactly. That's that's another way of saying it. It's a good. It's a clear way of saying it. It's not that it was that it was done on Shabbos for Yontif, it's more that you're lacking that which it was prepared on Chol. It wasn't. It wasn't. You're lacking the preparedness of Chol. You weren't able to say, this yeah. really yeah. you weren't able to say, Hidini Muchon Muzuman, this is my Shabbos Yontif Suda. That's the issue here with uh, with this case. And it's it's Rabbah's being Mechadosh this and Shita's base Hillel as to why I can't eat the egg that's Noilan and Yontif. And he's limiting it to a very specific case. He's only on a case where, where it was, again, if it was, let's say the egg was born on first day Yontif, it should be Mutter. I was about to ask this question, I'm just foreshadowing. Because if it's one day Yontif, that means that when was it born? On Erev Yontif, then I could be making it. So why, why would that be us, sir? Well, so, 
it's not. It, it, no, I mean, it, I, not that he's making it, a two star. That when you have this uh, preparation, making it, okay. That's the thing. This egg. That's the thing. By the way, you have to. Eat that egg. <laughs> but but, but is it, is it Indian to actually eat the egg. Eat the egg. Yeah, well, that's what you do want to say. Let's finish over here. So the Gemara says, Abaye. Abaye says, Elameata. Yontif ba'alma tishtari. Frak the Gemara on a regular yontif when the egg is born, it should be mutter. And I, I think that it's a shayla. We're showing him how to deal with this. I mean, the pshat is that the Mishnah sounds like it's talking about even a regular yontif. But Rabba's whole pshat in Beis Hillel only applies to a very specific case when yontif falls out on Sunday. So it says, and it's born on Sunday. So the Gemara says, no, gzeira mishem yontif achara shabbos. The Gemara says it's a gzeira, even in a regular case of yontif, that's a dindirabonon for yontif achara shabbos. Frekly more a Shabbos to Alma Tishtri. So why won't we be lenient on a regular Shabbos? Gzeir Mishim Shabbos Achar Yontif. Same thing. What if Yontif falls on a Friday? Frekly Gemara Omigas Rina. Do we make such Gzeiras? It's a far fetched Gzeiras by a Beitza. Vatanya Shoycheres Atarnagoyles. If someone shechts a hen, umotzababetim, this is not these ben bakua case, you find eggs in there, gemurais, that they're, that they're ready, mutarais laochlan biyontif, you're allowed to eat them, uh, an yontif. Says the Gemara, vim isa, and if it's true, so ligzer misham hanach the misyaldin biyemeim, we should make a gzeira, we should make a gzeira, otu the things that were misyaldin biyemeihen. What does that mean, misyaldin biyemeihen? Meaning that, that they actually were, that they actually were laid. Meaning if you're gonna tell me that the laid eggs are a problem, right? So then why do we allow you to, once you make zeras, we should be machmer also on an egg that you found inside the mother. So why are we being lenient? So the Gemara says, very interesting answer, Gemara says the answer very often that it's very rare to open, to cut open a hen and to see an egg that hasn't been laid there and that it's ready to achilah, ready for achilah. Gemara saying, really, we should make a gzeira. Happens to be that things which are loishchicha, we don't make gzeiras on. So since it's very uncommon, so we, uh, we don't make a gzeira here. This is the, the Gemara. So what we have with our Rabbi said, just do a quick recap. We had this Machlaik Bishami sold the Mishnah about a Beitza, a couple other Machlaikim. We had the discussion of what's Pshat in the Machlaikas. We had of Nachman's Mahalach uh, going with uh, the uh, regular Hilchas Mukta. And then we have Rabba's Mahalach, Lachon of the Rabba, which is a new Halach explaining Beis uh, Hillel, not explaining Beis And uh, Mishnah next week, Mishnah will get to Rabbi Yosef and another Mahalach and Daf Gimel. Mishnah